What's up, everybody? This is Alex Kelly here with another episode of the Furloughed Film Talks podcast here in Ryan's bedroom still. What's up, everybody? We have a fun episode today. There was a little bit of breaking Netflix news, two bits that we're going to get to in a minute. And then we will have some little bits, some little bits, a little bit, 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 bit. We went and saw Unhinged this past weekend. We dropped in on a Sunday to the local movieplex, or whatever the hell it's called. And the AMC? The, it was a Cinemark. The Cinemark that Cinemark. didn't have Junior Mints? Yes. That, that was a travesty. I was, I was quite sad for you. I went and searched all the concession areas. And I asked. In and vain. Do not carry it. Yeah, no. So they just don't have uh, Junior Mints at this one Cinemark. Anyway, so... That happened, and we saw this movie, this unhinged movie starring Russell Crowe and our boy Michael Papajohn is also in it, so um, we checked that out. We will review that at the end of the episode, and it I was a, to get water before we started. It was an interesting movie of notes. There's a lot of people who get run over by cars or you know get run over by uh, people not paying attention on their phone or you know on their phones, so. Um, a very interesting message that didn't really get it across in the best way and was trying to do a whole lot and was trying to be super cheesy and it was just, uh, was, you'll was, see, you'll I, see how we say later. Yeah. We're going to, we'll talk about do that full later. Review, do our Jindo Max head writing yeah. and then we'll, um, you know, yeah. really get into the nitty gritty of what made this a forgettable movie. Yeah. Very forgettable. Anyways, Ryan literally forgot we were going to review it. Uh, yeah. But before we jumped on here, there were two bits of news, one of them was something that dropped yesterday. Um, that Netflix is has landed the Ryan Reynolds co-writing and acting vehicle Upstate. So they have a Ryan Reynolds vehicle, as some people call like projects that they're working on. Oh, you uh, mean like that dumbass movie is coming out? Which one, Free Guy? Yeah, I kind of like that. I'm interested by that. Are you? Because Tyke is in it. I am like that's cool and all, but I mean they're basically redoing Ready Player One. It's like it's a cheap... not really because okay, like yeah, I mean because it... like the guy is literally like the dude in Free Guys like part of a video game like he's not like somebody from a real world like he's basically been made by somebody else and like has a function but then somehow breaks out of like he understands that he's inside a video game so. Okay, it's not the exact same premise, right? But mm-hmm. it is like the within the video game world. It's like an escape is like a a story of a merging of our world into a virtual reality, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a different take on that. Which I guess I mean, there's a lot of different films doing the same take on the same subject or a different take on the same subject right so yeah and that's, doing I mean, that's not a bad thing that's but, kind of part of that dystopian utopian like style genre of movie where it's like you're trying to see yourself in this like character of like oh here was like a robot who just like broke out just to me it doesn't feel very original i'm sure we like ryan reynolds is hilarious no, it'll be a fun movie it's just like i don't think it's super you know, I don't, I don't think it's super original in the premise, but I think like some of the com- comedic stuff that they're going to do with it and go kind of super comical with it, because usually that's taken super serious. And Yeah, and exactly where they take the story will be, you know, probably very unique because the story in Play- Ready Player One was like fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. And this seems like it's more of like a fun kind of coming of coming into your own yeah it's story. really coming into your own type of story with ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds for probably an hour and 40 minutes so yeah like that's literally the movie right there that's how they pitched it i mean what it's literally just an hour and 40 minutes of ryan reynolds being ryan fucking reynolds oh that's what it's, it's basically like van wilder yeah we need just like, it's literally van wilder but pg-13 yeah can we get another van wilder please i'd love another van wilder i'd kill for another because the guy from harold and kumar was in that and yeah, he's super fucking funny. Can we get another Hills and Kumar while we're at it? Jesus yeah. Christ! Just bring back all the two thousand, all the early two thousands, like great movies, dude. Movies. Yeah, um, it's time. It's been twenty years. Yeah, but then, so this is obviously something that they've, you know, were able. They were probably jousting with other, you know, streaming people and figuring out who they could be, the ones who get the new Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, 
but he's going to co-write it with the screenplay with a person named John August, whom he previously worked on the 2007 ensemble The Nines, which I never have seen. But uh, it is going to be an interesting one to follow. There's really no news on like what the story's about, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, Ryan. And this is a Netflix movie. Yeah, it'll be a Netflix movie that he writes and stars in. What's so. the last he did? He's already done a Netflix movie, right? Didn't he do one like um, a year or so? Well, with Reynolds first partnering with the streaming service for Michael Bay's Six Underground. That's it. Yeah. So he's like he's dope, dude. He, he produced something for Netflix, and now you know they're they're furthering the relationship between them by having him star in what will inevitably be like a pretty high profile movie. Yeah, so this is pretty far out, though. It's going to be late next year, if not the year after. It's going to be 2022 for sure. Yeah. Um, But I don't, I mean, the other thing that they could start to do is like all of a sudden because it's Ryan Reynolds and it's Netflix and they have this like really good partnership, like you see it's an on, that the the guy who's writing it with them the last time they worked together did an ensemble movie. Okay. So how much you want to bet like the cast is just going to be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's just going to be like... Netflix has gotten to the point where they can go to anybody and be like, hey, you want to be part of this cast? And they're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. But then they do this weird thing where like, out of nowhere, they just get like the most random cameos and like the most random people to be. It's like, awesome though. But yeah, it's, it's super like, dope. It works whenever yeah. they do it. But that's what's like like in Extraction. It was just like holy shit, that's David Harbor. Like like I he was uh, the guy that Chris Hemsworth like fights. He was like oh, his buddy. Right, right, dude. yeah, yeah. And so it's just like like those types. Of and now they're having Millie Bobby Brown do a Sherlock spinoff. Yeah, that was weird. I, I'm kind of it's obviously meant for like young teens and like a younger yeah, adult type I, thing, but um, I'm digging it. Like I I like you know taking a really old thing and making it modern. You know, I don't. I'm not saying I'm not like really interested in it. I really am. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see how it does. The only thing that like felt weird to me was the music that were they were using in the trailer yeah. and some of the title cards and stuff like that. It didn't feel. Like they were marketing it like the tone suggested. And maybe I'm completely wrong on that, but like the tone seems really, really cool and like not yes. not as punk rock as some of the images that were shown. And it was just like, no, this, this feels like something completely different. Um, the only thing that I'm seemed excited weird for, to me was watching Millie Bobby Brown, this like little sister character we've yeah, like she's coming, you know she's coming into her own and now man. she's like 17 18 years old running around kicking ass in london with mm-hmm. her brother sherlock holmes which is like um you're supposed to be busting skulls with your mind girl what are you doing but no that's yeah that's <laughs> like and they did a really cool thing where they they um oh what's it called they casted henry cavill as sherlock holmes and he's not like your prototypical you know sherlock holmes it was like but he works really well with that suaveness that he has, that relatability, and he can be gentle with like basically anybody. He can act really, really well. That I love gets... that dude now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So After it's like... the whole thing came out where he was like building a gaming PC by himself, and he's actually been a, like a PC gamer his entire life, and like this guy that like forced himself to get fucking jacked as shit to be Superman and fucking Witcher is actually a huge ass nerd is like one of the most exciting things i've ever fucking seen in my life no yeah so like like, so cool he's a really good dude um he's interesting to watch but it's it's they have him in it then they have sam claflin Mm -hmm. who is underrated to me um or he's underrated I, i think he's underrated as an actor really hard he was in the hunger games um and then sam claflin what, what character was he in Hunger Games? Uh, he was one of the tributes. He was in that Their Finest movie that I always talk about. Okay. The yeah. blonde, tall blonde kid? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. So, he, no, like he's a really good actor, and I think he's been super underrated. So I hope this gets him some notoriety. And Helena Bonham Carter is in it, which old Bellatrix Lestrange shows up as... She scares I, me, man. As, I think, Millie Bobby Brown's aunt. She looks, seems like a cool character... It's weird because, like, a lot of what she does is a very, like, plain, kind of scary and intimidating characters. Yeah. And then every once in a while, she'll have, like, a role where she, like, is... She shows her breadth of acting. And I'm particularly thinking of the King's Speech, where she was actually um, the King's Speech Therapist... No. 
She's the, the speechwriter's wife or the king's wife. He was the king's wife. I think she was the king. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she like you know she's not intimidating at all. She's actually a very loving person. And then she can play like the thing in um, Snow White. Not Snow White. Oh yeah. Fuck's sake. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. And then in this, it seems like she's this real fun mom. Oh, and, yeah, like, she's her, this fun, like, aunt who's, yeah, like, taking this, aunt, girl, who's yeah. taking this girl in. And, like, they just do... They like, love each other. Yeah, have, they like, just the do, best. like, everything together. And it's just this, like, crazy... Like, that's the first, like, 15, 20 seconds of the trailer. And they'll probably and, be, like, the first 30 minutes of the uh, Yeah, and so it's just this, like, really fun, bubbly, like, make-feel-good type thing. Right. And then it's obviously, like, boom, she's disappeared. But it isn't. it doesn't go to a dark place. It goes no. to, like, this is an adventure for Millie Bobby yeah. Brown. To like find her mom, and she's gonna bring in her brother. Well, Sherlock. No, 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 no. Sherlock is supposed to come in and like take care of her, and like they won't let her investigate anything. So she just runs away from Sherlock. So now oh. Sherlock's looking for her, but Sherlock's really just like, I'm gonna let her like go and do this adventure and find out where she is. You know what this fucking reminds me of? So dude? one of my favorite books as a kid was Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. It was about. Um, like Indiana Jones nephew who also like wanted to be just like Indiana Jones and he would like go on vacations and then like sneak off and like fucking just burrow into a pyramid by himself to get into the tomb room yeah. and like yeah it's a cool little um concept but that's yeah so that's exactly what it is I think it's just gonna be kind of a fun little thing we weren't planning on talking about that actually but no it's it's good because we watched that last night and I've been waiting to watch it with you because I was intrigued by it, but I knew it would be a lot more fun watching it with people. And, and that comes out in a couple September weeks. September 14th is what I believe it is. You know what we need to do? What? We need to get a big old whiteboard and just... I've thought about that, And yeah. put up all of the movie releases and be like, okay, that's when... That's that's when this is, and yeah, just update it constantly. We'll, uh, we'll take care of that this weekend. Oh, are we, Ryan? Are we going to get a big whiteboard this weekend? Well, I have the whiteboard. September that... 23rd. Okay. That was a little close. I've got that whiteboard in the old room that we can bring over. Oh, yeah. And we can just turn that into... Cool. Well, calendar. But the last bit of Netflix news that I have not told Ryan about, so you will hear his reaction uh, post-haste as I pull up the actual article. Here it is. I literally just saw this like 20 minutes ago, so I don't even know what the hell's going on. I love how the show is basically you telling me shit, and I react to it, and then we talk about it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's fun. I just, I, it's fun. I enjoy I it. React <laughs> to, I react to it in, like, whenever I read it, and then, like, and I then have, you react to my I, reaction. I process <laughs> it, and then, like, I'm like, is this important enough to tell Ryan? And then it's like, well, if it is, then I tell you, then I watch your reaction, and then, like, I basically gauge, like, oh, do, <laughs> do I think that's bullshit, or do I agree? <laughs> and then we go from there. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And then sometimes you're just like, I don't know anything about this. Like, how am I supposed to say <laughs> shit? And I'm just like... I, yeah, you usually, usually you just say something and I'm like, okay, dude, where are we going with this? Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's kind of... I don't know. Okay. But anyways, Altered Carbon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Canceled. Good. Done for. Good. Two seasons, done. Good. We talked about this, like, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I we... Do you remember my take season, on it? So season two came out when... It was, like a, it was a while. Like, it was early this year, I think. Uh, it doesn't really say. Because, like, the original was either last year or the year before. Is it year before? It might have been last year it came out. I don't know, because uh, I, like, just skipped. I watched one episode and was like, fuck this. This is awful. No, it doesn't say here, but it was at least, like, within the last four or five months. Um, you know what? I really need to give it a chance to go back and finish it, because... Well, no, no, no. Okay, so, like, season one had Joel Kinnaman. It was outstanding which was really good and then the premise of the show and i'm not going to get like go super detailed but like basically this guy's like conscience is put back into these different bodies which they call like sleeves right sleeves yeah and you, so he's explain it no like okay. he literally can just jump from like body to body over like centuries it's a little more complicated than that right yeah like, you have to be like a trillionaire to be able to like clone yourself and then live forever because yeah. like what you do is you clone your body over and over to have like as many sleeves as you want and you can actually send those sleeves like around the universe or so like you're not jumping in time what happened to joel kenman's character was he was actually arrested in the punishment in this world is you go into deep freeze they put your your consciousness in a deep freeze for like yeah. several hundred years and then when you come out of prison they you know if you're not rich they just put you in like whatever fucking shitty body. sleeve they can yeah 
Um, but for Joel Kinnaman, since he had he was a special forces dude, there was a like trillionaire fucking the, one of the most wealthy guys hired him because someone like killed him, which really means just destroyed one of his sleeves, yeah, murdered one of his sleeves. But he wanted he was like fucking obsessed with knowing who it was. So he hires Joel Kinnaman, puts him in like a fucking amazing like ripped out like sleeve that's been like genetically modified and this is like yeah. 200 years in the Anyways, future this is all to say like joel kit you like he jumps well, from body to body so like you don't have you're not going to have the same actor every season yes but the thing is they had two actors playing the same character in season one so they had joel kinnaman playing like the yeah. modern day version i guess i forget yeah and yeah. then they actually showed like so obviously when you're born in this world you have your own body right and so they showed the character's original body, which was like an Asian dude, and his sister is still in like an a like a I think like maybe Hawaiian sleeve like I don't, yeah I don't I remember want to call it Hawaiian sleeve a, yeah like, that doesn't sound good a yeah she's Hawaiian um, but what happens is you know unless they bring back because I didn't finish it like. Anthony Mackie, I think he's good in, like, superhero films, but he's not good as a leading actor. He's just, like, I don't think it's his... No, he's a, he's a really good leading actor. I will, dis- he... I will disagree with you on that. Okay. Just because, and I don't, think it's, I don't think it's his fault that, like, Ultra Carbon's... I, and I, I'm saying this, but I have not seen the show, but, like, the second season, at least. Like, well, he's I not think... a bad actor, but he's a very, like, one... Isn't he kind of one-dimensional? I mean... Uh, I mean, but I'm, from the I'm, trailers I've seen, like, I don't think people have pushed, or he's, I don't think he's gone into roles. And maybe, and here's the shitty thing, like, maybe they just haven't been offered to him, because they just see, like, the Falcon, and they're like, oh, that's all he's ever going to be. And so he's not getting offered parts that are, like, well, something he could actually flex. Some. No, I don't think that's it, because, like, from watching Alder Carbon, I think what happened was they thought he could do this, and, what like... That has to be super hard to play a character who, in several different bodies, has the same mannerisms and way of doing things. But what they got right in season one was Joel Kinnaman could actually act just like the original body character or actor. Like, yeah. they they acted the exact same way. They must have worked together or just Joel Kinnaman's a better yeah. actor than Anthony Mackie. But Anthony Mackie just didn't pull it off. So well, okay, and so that's the what that, the problem with season two was. The guy who's the original Takashi Kovacs in the show is Will yes, Will yeah. Yoon Lee. Exactly. That's the actor that plays him alongside Joel Kinnaman, um, and then Anthony Mackie. I don't know. I I didn't watch it because when I saw the trailers for it, I was just like, "Oh, this doesn't look great," and yeah, I just was not interested in it for the second season at least. But I, you know, it's interesting that they just decided to axe it immediately mm-hmm. like instead of like just giving it another season which tells me that the numbers for the first season were probably like moderately good at best and then it I mean, just thought... fell off a cliff and they were just like yeah screw this we're not doing because it. it probably costs a lot of money to, oh, to do that show it, too it all, like it did really well the first few weeks it was out like it got a lot of buzz because of how much money they spent and how like cinematic it was for like 12 hours of footage right like a lot of work went into it a lot of money yeah but like that only plays so long like you have to have a really good story to back it up but that's my point like i bet they fucking like put so much money into this and then they like saw what the actual like return was the drop off was because they never well not like that like like literally i see yeah yeah like dollars to dollar like what they lost how do they even calculate that though because of all the shit that they released how do they know what i bet there's some like i don't know there would be a metric they can use i'm bullshitting at this point i'm literally bullshitting at this point but what i bet they do is just like when we look for spikes in like numbers they're looking for spikes in subscriptions so when they like yeah. put out a show, is there a spike in subscriptions or like a spike in viewership? And then they take those numbers and they have some some dollar. like metric or dollar amount they can apply. They to have a it. dollar yeah. amount to each one, and so then they do that and times it, and that's how much money they right. basically say they got from that. And then they say, okay, this is what we spent, which I guarantee Altered Carbon was 
fucking incredibly expensive and the return on it was nowhere near what they needed to justify a third season. Like, kind of sucks because it's like they put so much work into it, and it was like, yeah. yeah, you fucked up the second season, but like, I, I mean, I guess I don't know if you could bring Joel Kinnaman back or like try a third uh, actor. I think you, you know, it, you, it's the, in the way that they've done this show, you'd have to go with a third actor. Yeah, then why don't you and, just go get a fucking great third actor? Like, spend the money to get it. Like, well, no, I would because really they want to see how much they paid Anthony Mackie because Anthony Mackie was ba- is is on the same level as Joel Kinnaman. They are, no, they are. They are? They are. Like, Joel Kinnaman is not as big as, like, most people think, and so, like... Joel Kinnaman's a big TV guy, like, a, an Amazon Netflix TV guy, because yeah, he's done Hannah, Mackie's he's done Alter Carbon. Mackie literally is one of the, like, stars of the MCU now. He is Captain America. Right, the only so, problem with that is, like, you have... He's Captain American. Is he Captain... He's Captain America. He's going to be Captain America. He's going to be Captain America. He's, I so, thought they were, like, splitting it with Bucky. They kind of are, but like they're they're grooming him to like basically how that show's gonna just wait just the, how the show's gonna start. Yeah, is there he's gonna be like no like I don't deserve it I don't want it type of thing, and then over time as he starts doing things and Bucky's like hey it's yours oh, yeah they're gonna gradually show that he like grows into it and then he will become Captain America. I think I think that would be really really good actually because he does play the. Um, like he had in in Winter Soldier where he's introduced, right? That's he yeah, he's yeah. introduced in the Winter Soldier. He ha- he has the same values as Cap. He comes from the same background pretty much as Cap kind of, right? Like he's an army kid or he grew up in the army like his yeah. formative years were in the military. And like it I think it works really well because like they had the same level of like and Chris absolute Evans and dedication to like the cause, right? Chris, or literally Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans' like chemistry is so good that they play off each other. Oh, it's so fucking well. fantastic, bro! Yeah, yeah, and so like Anthony Mackie, he shines in those moments, but then he shines in like moments where he like his fighting skills are really really good. You know what? I was, now that we're talking about, it, you know what really my problem good. was with Archer Carbon. What's up? He, Anthony Mackie was playing that character in Ultra Carbon, basically. Yeah, like, that would feel weird. He didn't... That's why I'm saying he doesn't have a lot of... Like, what he does, he does well. We have a... I don't know what's going on. We're a lot closer to the street in the studio. Yeah. Um, or studio, my bedroom. Your bedroom. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I kind of don't think he really has the range. I could be wrong. I could be like... You've only I haven't like, I've only seen him in... I was going to say, you've only seen him in like Ultra Carbon and... and the MCU movies. I've seen him in a couple other things, and he always has that like very like hardcore like I'm. Um, and then when he's when he's uh doing interviews, he's always like himself and just joking around and whatnot. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's really weird because he's like such a fun dude, and then when he's like in character, he's just like I'm gonna be a fucking military like dun, 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 like you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I that's I think that's kind of what he's gotten typecast as, and it's kind of shitty. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And so I think, like, legitimately speaking, like, we've had these conversations with, like, people like Kirk who say, like, we don't get the same opportunities. And so is he just not getting phone calls from people who would, you know, from roles that are... Oh, almost definitely, right? Yeah, or does he have to, like, go out and do something, you know, indie or somebody, like, do his own movie where he just, like, does his... his, Like, he puts himself in a weird role. He's going to have to be willing to do a much smaller movie to do to do something that's outside of his filmography right yeah and that sucks and that's kind of shitty but like that's it's the game dude that's like, how the game is right yeah. now and like i think that that's not us saying it's okay that's just us pointing out that that's how it works exactly it's yeah i mean really shit i mean it is okay though right i think like, it's no why is that not okay because i think if like a dude who's really talented and has been in a lot of shit and wants to like try right. something very different. Like he should have, you know, something. He should have the same opportunities as other actors who are as like talented as he are, he is, and they're getting these opportunities to do something wild and outside their comfort zone. And I don't think like he is or certain people are. Like sure, but but like um. It's he is a good actor to your point, mm-hmm. but like there are a lot of good actors out there, and there are only so many dollars out there to go towards movies 
He's not entitled to roles. Like No, no, he's you know, not entitled, but then you can go to the argument of you have movies that have ridiculously high budgets for movies you know are going to be trash, and you just are throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at absolute trash movies, and then you get pissed about like these budgets, and it's like, cool, man, hey, there's some stories over here that like have never been told, and like they're going to kind of blow up from time to time and make you a lot of money, and it's going to cost you $10 million. Or I can promise you this movie's going to cost $7.5 million, and you'll make back your money. You'll probably double your money, and that's if like it does okay, like generally okay. If it blows up and does like something Oscar worthy, you're gonna get in the hundreds of two hundred million dollars off this ten seven and a half million dollar movie. And he is doing like he is playing the game pretty well too, because like the reason that there, you know, there are way more opportunities overall for actors and actresses. I think there are far less opportunities for great actors and actresses. So, like, you know, if you want to be an actor and actress, you can absolutely can be. You can be on TBS. You can be on fucking CW. You can do whatever. If you want to be a great actor or actress and you want to be in the best movies and TV shows, you got to play the game. And he's playing the game damn well. He got in with Disney. He's now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. He got in with Netflix. He's on Netflix. Like, I mean, he's no, doing him, well for him himself. on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you know, he's doing really, really well. And I think, like, just the point that we're both making is, like, it seems like he's, sometimes it's unfair. No, no, like, just it seems like he's doing the same thing over and over, and it's like it'd be interesting to see him try and do something different. Maybe it's exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's yeah, like, it's another thing. Like literally, if this is exactly we were talking about what we want out of him, not what he wants. Truth, yeah, no, that's the fucking best way to look at it. Like literally, if this is what's making him happy, and this, these are the roles that he wants, then fuck it, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, go. If he doesn't know. want it, but like, then why? Because I guess Alter Carbon was like another sci-fi thing, like another big budget, like crazy sci-fi. I think so, but I think like he had the opportunity to show his range in this and like say, yeah. I'm not going to bring the same character I, I do in the the MCU. I, I'm going to like learn how to play Takashi. I'm going to do exact mannerisms as the original uh, character did and that actor did. But I just feel like he didn't do that. Yeah, and you came into some role that was inherently like kind of crazy and kind of out there. Like, yeah, it's already been played. It's already been paid. And people loved those characters so much. Like, I loved the first season because the characters were awesome. And then you bring this guy in who just like, you know, kind of didn't really. I don't know if he didn't take it seriously or he's not capable of doing it. I don't know, but he. I think he's he's probably capable, you know, of doing it. I highly doubt he wasn't serious. Like, I don't think. I just. I don't you think know, you sign on to something with Netflix and be like, oh, fuck. It this. very like, well may be like just you know the director, the producer, the Netflix themselves. You know, just like grinded. He might never do a Netflix movie again, right? Like he might or work with Netflix again because it might have been a shitty experience. I, that for wouldn't. Him. That would not shock me just because like literally disney plus he's he's so set with disney dude yeah like we're talking about him like he's our best friend or something uh like no nah, he's, he's our, they're all our best friends bro yeah so <laughs> falcon uh, <laughs> like literally that is it he's gonna be fine over there with disney and like with he's now has he's making he's already he's already set for like life the, Rus- dude. The, Re- the russo brothers like, yeah which, like, the Rooster Brothers are basically over at Netflix now, too, so maybe that would smooth shit out, but, like... I mean, he might be set for life, put him but in he's, next, like, dude, such a good place right now. Put him in the next Extraction movie. That would show off some crazy Make him the villain. Make scenes. him a bad guy. Ooh, That's that something is, he I would done. like that is, yeah, dude. Okay, right? yeah. Make him the bad guy of, like, a fucking action movie. Right? That'd be kind of dope, because you'd be literally flipping... Like the Avengers on its head. We need to start making memes. It's like Netflix, call us. Here's an idea. Yeah, here's a, here's one of them. <laughs> Make Anthony Mackie a villain. Again, maybe that's not something he wants to do, but maybe um, maybe he's maybe such he like does. a good person in real life. He's like fuck being like a bad guy. Yeah, in the fuck movie. being evil. Like, yeah, like I'm not yeah. doing that shit. I could see that. I'm not bringing I don't want psyche into myself. Literally, like, yeah. I don't like want any of those vibes. You know, okay. Speaking of this, you know why Robert Pattinson makes such a good fucking gloomy emo ass Robert Pattinson. I mean, uh, Batman. I'm so down to talk more Batman. So no, I don't. Because he literally is like that character in real life. Like that, he's playing himself essentially. 
Yeah, I bet it's I bet it's like a really really close thing that he's like drawing for a lot of like he's not all that depressed in real life and he's not all but, that like fucked up and like he's been through some crazy shit and he I think like he's kind of that out there that it's like he's it's pretty, pretty eccentric close. and he's pretty like you know but he hides it so well because he never talks to anybody I know, he dude. fucking never does press and it's literally only because of like a couple interviews where he like talks or like what he's like that interview was a GQ. Yeah, yeah. dude, he, I relate to that dude so much. Like, I I really like him. He's super fucking funny, dude. Like, he's <laughs> so, so great. Like, um, yeah, he's a cool, but no, he's cool a good dude. So, like, if you go read the GQ article he did about like being in, um, being in quarantine over in the UK because they had to like shut down production for the Batman, and he was just like, I didn't have any clothes, and like, I don't have any food. Like, people just drop stuff off for me, and like. Yeah, like it's been weird and he did like his own photo shoot for the like thing it's great we should try for the next two or however long it is between now and when batman comes out just like i don't get to spam the fuck out of him alex i don't give a fuck get robert pattinson on our show before robert pattinson before batman comes out that gives me 14 months and you know what we should do we shouldn't even spam him with like bullshit like non-tweet or like i mean we shouldn't send him tweets and instagram shit or anything like that or emails we should literally every day make a 30 second video and post it and like tag him in it until one of his reps like there's these fucking crazy kids in texas that really want to talk to you will you please do it so they shut the fuck up yeah, like you gave five minutes to dc fandom you can give these guys two minutes did he yeah he literally was there for like not even a couple minutes he's like he literally flicked was, his computer on no, no, he like, literally just like did a video where he he like started the panel he is such the like actor where he's doing it solely because he loves the art he literally hates the fame that comes with it he yeah, hates he the, but and i think that's that's such a that's a, literally just a byproduct of what happened to Twilight. him yeah and like, like he hates all that he hates doing i think actually like it's not so much that i think that I mean, it might be, but no, I think dude, before it's, it's exactly that. Do you think if that he, hadn't happened to him, he'd just be go like joy yeah. or happy go lucky with oh, the? Yeah, uh... yeah. dude, okay, that uh, fucked him. Like that, that was they super, fucked him hard. That was super bad because it was super it was vitriol, so traumatic like, for him. Dude. It was like, bad. I, that's like, why I relate to him. Even like, just, like it wasn't even just people like attacking um, him or like saying like, oh, you're just. But he never could get peace. Never. That's what I'm saying. Like it was literally just not like a oh, you're the sparkly vampire guy. It was literally just like everybody wanted to like talk to him every 12 year old girl wants to fuck him like yeah just, do you imagine having like hordes of 11 and 12 and 13 no, year olds dude. wanting to fuck you if you're like in don't, your tw- don't say that but okay like but, like i mean stop that's why stop okay but so <laughs> I, i'm just no, it's so just fucked can't. up it's so fucking crazy like no, it's one of the craziest things that's happened in our culture where like these adult actors play teenagers and then young teenagers like fall in love with them. Ryan, that happens every generation. It happens but not to every the, yes, not yes, to the yes, yes, yes. Every generation wants since to, like, like the fifties. Like literally, it's happened every generation. It was just but you we, can't just listen. It was just weird because it felt super dumb that it was this sparkly vampire guy. The difference is right, like yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. This and, is this has happened only since like the advent. I mean, I guess it has happened in newspapers and books, but, like, in the past 70 years, since the advent of TV and film, not only since all that begun has, like, just the population increased and, like, the population of America has gone booming, but the population of the world has gone booming and we've globalized and now the entire globe is overlooking Robert Pattinson when this happens in early 2000s right that's kind of it's kind of unprecedented at the time right yeah but it's also it's literally just there was so much attention and then literally like there was so much backlash like i think that's where it's really different where there was so much backlash like Mm. like there was so many people who were like oh that's just that stupid sparkly fuck like that's what the perception was like literally they would just look at this guy and just be like he can't do anything else but be like a vampire. And there's a little nickname like in certain videos where sh- was Shovel Face. So like, literally, the culture around him was so toxic that I don't know. That yeah, you're crack. right. I just feel like it's. I think it's, it's a mixture of both. It's actually his personality not to want like, um, you know, a lot of attention. attention. You know, yeah. yeah. And I, and I just and have a feeling that, that he started out at that place and he got 
kind of all of that when he played Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter because that was like a huge deal. But he yeah. then he went into Twilight and it was like a whole new thing because he was the leading guy. And then it just he was like, oh my god, I can't, I just can't do it. Like, and it was such a cultural phenomenon of a book that just became like even more ridiculous with the movies. Exactly, like, it already a had lot. a huge fandom, and then you get this like you know. But it's so interesting, like, and I think this is why we probably rambled on about this for longer than we probably should. But that period of like book to movie adaptation was so crazy. Where like, and that was it the hasn't very happened. Start of it. That Twilight. hasn't happened really since. Like there has, I don't think there will be another like Harry Potter or Twilight like book to movie adaptation because it won't all be in theaters. Like, um, like most book to movie adaptations now are like on a streaming or. So you don't think in? I don't. No, I think you're probably wrong about that. I don't. I think it'll be a while, if not ever. Like I think it'll be a hell. Yeah, it'll be like a long so, time. But and the other thing is like there needs to be a book popular enough to do it and like is there anything out there that can be made into a movie so it's not just the studio's willingness it's actually there being like the book out there to make that is yeah, popular enough to do another cultural phenomenon exactly book that could be done yeah which no you're not wrong kind of doesn't happen these days right like exactly. when was the last time you heard about a book no, having it's... being a cultural phenomenon no it's it's very hard nowadays there's so much out there but then again we're not really connected to like the young teen book scene much are we no we are not so we are not the demographic you will be now i will be you sort of i guess i've got to tell kids what books to read now you should yeah yeah, what journalism books to read at least yeah for sure i've got a couple that they're gonna definitely have to read um but yeah new new teacher stuff are you gonna sign them a book to read hell yeah really oh yeah Oh man, you can actually work these kids, huh? Oh yeah, they're gonna. This is gonna be an easy elective, no. huh? Yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it better be I'm gonna asshole. Put, I'm gonna put a facade up that like, oh, we're gonna be. You should have the fucking like sharpest bell curve. Like, it should be all B's and A's. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it's literally just gonna be that because like, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. Them you should the... just fail the one kid that tries to be serious. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so bad. No, but like, I'll legitimately, you know want to see some progress in their writing and like make sure that they're understanding like the certain you know paragraph structures and that type of stuff like for the writing but also like getting them a you know basic understanding of the history of journalism so yeah doing all that is kind of what i'm thinking okay but we'll see you know who knows what a bunch of middle schoolers are going to want to learn right yeah I mean, but that's all nothing our, really. Yeah. Like. <laughs> that's all our Netflix news. We now turn to a timeout. All right. Be back in 30. I think Papa John's their safety. Did you fucking play? We're going. <laughs> God damn it. All right. We are back here after a quickie quick break with Max. Max got some goopy eyes, man. We need uh, yeah, to we, we need to figure it. out his goopy eyes situation. Yeah, we rescheduled that vet appointment for next week because uh, this week got a little hectic. Got a little out of hand, but, but uh, yeah, we're definitely get them checked out next week. Max is now getting petted on both sides. He so. needs a bath too. He's got yes. a little uh, he's got a little, little fungal skin. fungal infection. Uh, Same infections, just dry skin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about, man? I'm not sure, man. Hi, puppy. So, we are gonna, to it, yeah, huh? we are going to now do our review of Unhinged, okay. which was a weird movie, weirdly made by a first-time studio starring Russell Crowe of Australia fame. I actually forgot this was a first-time studio. Yeah, this was, this was the first one from Solstice Studios. Okay. Yes, that was in the back of my head the entire movie. So, like... Probably isn't fair, but... Actually, looking at it through that prism, they actually made a decent movie. But like Jesus that's, yeah, Christ, that's the stuff. thing. Like when you think about, well, okay, this is when I. It's the been first, so much better. The first like twenty minutes, the movie's going on, and then like it gets into like kind of the crux of like the conflict of the story, and I'm just thinking to myself like, okay, this is what a bunch of people who are starting a studio thought was like the best they could do to start their studio. It just didn't feel like that groundbreaking or that like crazy of a concept where it was like oh yeah this is why we're all coming together to start this studio. so i wonder like if covid's gonna hurt or help them because like on the one hand 
it might kill them because they're not going to make any money off this movie. But on the other hand, if they ever want to do another project, they're going to be like, guys, we had to do this during COVID. Uh, give us another chance, please. Yeah, like literally they just like take, like they're, literally they can have a do-over. Like, yeah, this is just right. a, like a dry run for them. Which is, should, yeah, I, I don't know. But they didn't, when they made this movie, when they were starting to like, Develop this movie. There was no idea that there was gonna be a pandemic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like they came into this week. Shit. Russell Crowe was probably like shitting his pants right now because he didn't make any money off this movie. He's going through this crazy ass. I feel for that guy's probably. Yeah. He literally played himself in this movie. Yeah, in a way, just a crazy divorced white dude. Yes, like, that's exactly that. He is like medically obese. Yes. Okay, okay that's say, all we can say. We have to say it that way instead yeah. of it sounding horrific. I mean, over, people will just attack you or like the, the idea Yeah, is, if, like, if the audience doesn't to, know where I'm coming from, I'm not coming from like a place of trying to like put Russell Crowe down. I'm actually like coming from the exact opposite place. Like he is obviously having a hell of a time right now through the divorce and through like yeah, losing half. Shit, man. You like, know, it's crazy. So literally like he has some obese, man. So he, yeah. I've, I've had to like clarify that multiple times now. That's, I know because I think we just need to every single time because like, just like yeah, because right. I think Russell Crowe is actually a really great actor and because we need to shit every episode like a standalone, right? Yeah, it's shitty that every time it's it's shitty to like try and tear down any person, and so it's like anytime people are just like can even be misconstrued as saying like, oh yeah, he's like really fat. It's like no man, like understand like what he's going through because yes. i don't think most yeah. people understand like unless they've seen that john oliver sketch where like he went through a pretty nasty divorce i mean and, like like he's really, having to really, deal with that shit and it was so. public and it just you know imagine going through a divorce in the first place and then you're one of the most like popular actors in the world and it you know everyone in the world is kind of paying attention so fuck like that's the thing like that could literally happen to anybody and like people could attack anybody for that and, and it's literally just, like we that, should literally never do that a really cool thing that you know makes this movie a little interesting is that he kind of was playing himself but i think maybe in a cathartic way he's like he realized where he's at and he's like i don't know this he may, is how bad it could be like he's like this I is rock bottom i yeah i've been there and i want to make a movie about it then i'm gonna get the fuck out i'm gonna lose this weight i mean it'd be interesting to see what it looks like right now you know who knows i don't know what he's been up to lately but hopefully like, he's healthy and happy but it's just kind of a cheesy movie like he does an eh job the the hardest part about this movie is it's based on it's basically about a woman who really does not have her life together and she honks her horn at this guy who is going through a divorce and he just wants like an apology basically and yeah. she's like no and then he like starts killing people and it's obvious that like what he is doing is horrific and it's really weirdly put and it's hard to root for her or feel sympathy for her cuz she's been doing She's been messing up in areas, but, like, so has he. And it's this weird dichotomy of character of how you handle, like, what you're really going through. Yeah. And not let it really crush you and you go off the rails. Like, she handles it a little bit better. Well, not even a little bit. She handles it a lot better than, you know, what Russell Crowe is going through. That is interesting, Because they're too, both because... getting divorced. Like Yes. And, like, you can kind of tell that she... Well, let's start with him. He comes from actually probably a place that's a little bit more well off than her, because when, when you actually have the first scene yeah. in the movie, he's in a fifty thousand dollar truck and she's in a you know um, uh, Buick that has like a beat up check the engine light on yeah and a beat up station wagon. So like, there's already that conflict. But also, even though she's in like what we could say maybe a worse place than him, like just colloquially. She's actually in a better place because she's got family around her that loves her, and Truth. even though she's yeah. going through a di- divorce, that she's actually pretty happy in her life. Like you know, she's got she doesn't have like a, a extremely high paying profession, but it's something she likes. Her, her candy cane scissors, <laughs> but and which come back into play, come back in play, man. Um, and so like that, I think that's a really good like way to look at modern day America that like. There's always people who make all the fucking money in the world that fucking hate their lives, you know, myself included at times. And then there's people that, like, um, you know, work, like, what used to be, or, like, I think in kind of mainstream culture is considered, like, oh, if you're a hairdresser, if you're a waiter, if you're a bartender, like, 
that's just a you know low paying profession. It's not worth much. But like these people are happy and they're kind of doing what they love and have like no, they family and friends around they them. Generally love and like they're, they're making happy. good money. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I, like there are not. Like, I, this is a generalization, but like all the hairstylists and like the people that like I know that cut hair and like do that, they do it because they really enjoy it. Like it's something they really love mm-hmm. and they make pretty damn good money. Like yeah, the dude that I go to. He's killing it. Some people can charge like eighty like, bucks a haircut, dude. Yeah, like he just upped his prices because he's gotten such Imagine so many people. So like, you, you, he's you a great guy. You could pay eighty bucks a pop for a haircut. You do like, I don't oh, know. I did the math. Eighty, nuts. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, so like they're good, making insanely good money, and it's like, oh, let's just put it. It's like, no, like these dudes fucking kill it. The so, thing is, there's a, sh- a shit ton of um, hairdressers that get certified. There's only like so many that are that good, right? Yeah, you have to be actually good at it. Yeah, too. So. Um, but yeah, it, that's an interesting part of the movie where, you know, they obviously are trying to show these two differing sides of how to deal with trauma and, you know, horrible things happening to them or that they caused. Cause you don't really never, you never really get an idea of why he's getting divorced. That was another problem that I had with it. Like it literally only ever like shows him popping hydros and like driving it around in the truck. Like they never really explain why he was having to go through a divorce like did he they they were kind of trying to make it out that like he thought this was just happening to him and he had done nothing wrong and that it was all his wife's fault but like Mm -hmm. you never get the true story of what happened between him and his wife really yeah i mean maybe that was purposeful i don't i don't know probably i mean probably so like you don't sympathize with them yeah, to give him no, like, background, basically, other yeah. than, like, the very thin layer of he's getting divorced. Like, all you know it. is he's addicted to codeine, he's going through the divorce, he burned down a house and killed a bunch of people, and then went on a road to rage over an entire day to try and, like, literally torment this lady. That's all you know. And so, literally, it's like, he's so abhorrently, you know, awful of a character, like, we should not even try to redeem him. He's All you need to know about him is he's unhinged, he's after this lady for cutting him off. Yeah. That's all you need to know. And so, yeah, like, that, I mean, that gets the point across, but, like, it gives you no emotional weight whatsoever. It's just, like, that's the point. That's the point of it, right? Yeah, but that's, that's, that's not good filmmaking. Like, good filmmaking is giving layers and, like... Can you call it, can you call this art bad filmmaking? Like, can you call it bad or good? Like that? Like, for me, I liked it. So is it bad, though? It's bad in the sense that there's no legitimate, like, development of character. There's but there's no different types of, like, filmmaking layering. art. And, like, yeah, this type of filmmaking like, art it didn't allow the audience to connect to that character for a reason. So, like, I don't think you can call that bad. I can but think the you reason, call it different. But the reason that doesn't make sense, like, within the story. Because if you don't really know what happened to trigger what is making him kill people then you cannot really believe that that would happen like it has to take something tangible that caused him to break and not just surface level divorce because everybody would be like okay, okay what actually like happened that's just development you of, can like, just, just put it in the context of like this is just for you right no not for like the general audience no okay no, no no for most of the general audience i think that's like what people think about i would Oh, not the general oh. lines. I mean, just like everyone else out there, other than you. Because can you yeah. really can you really say like for everybody out there that this this is like bad filmmaking? Because I'm I'm arguing because I'm like I'm I do think this is actually pretty good filmmaking. I think no, this, I, I don't. Well, we can disagree, but no, yeah, and I, that, um, that's fine. Like, yeah, I just don't like. I didn't think this was good filmmaking. I thought like they tried to be so many different things. I thought it was good filmmaking with a lot of mistakes rather than bad filmmaking with like some good moments. You know, I thought it was bad filmmaking. I thought it wasn't great screenwriting and I thought that it was only buoyed by the fact that they were able to woo somebody like Russell Crowe on who is going to give a really good performance every single time. Yep. And he does really well and he shines mm-hmm. and it, there's moments where like the main actress plays off him and it's really good. Like those two had really good chemistry so like that worked but just the yeah, screenwriting and the script around it I think it's just like really it. really highbrow to say that um, you know just because like the story and like one character didn't connect with you that the entire kind of like thing is shot none like, of them connected with me I didn't connect one, with okay well I mean I connected with some of them but like who'd you connect with the mother 
and I half connected with her, but literally I could only get half connected and then get completely drawn out when like she would make another mistake. Okay. It was literally just with the attorney I connected with. The attorney, which one was the attorney? The one he fucking smashed <sighs> his head into the table. <laughs> I mean, that's also a weird one because literally at the diner, like they, you just, have to see, like, they just have to have like Russell Crowe go off about like divorce lawyers help like men get fucked over and like you also have to remember like like this, that's a toxic the masculinity premise, idea. the premise of this movie is really to like show the craziness in today's society through the most absurd fucking scenario they can like even imagine right and so like of course every fucking scene in this movie is like hyperbole to the, like modern day america hyperbolized and i don't to think max. that's a good i don't think that's good and that's why i have a really big problem with this movie is because if you do this like mass generalization it doesn't really give people like a real world example of what actually happens and so they just see these like they see hold on they see these really small minute examples where it's not happening a lot it's happening once in a while and then they just completely think like oh this is happening everywhere it's a real fear thing yes like i don't think this doing that i think that's why you need a much deeper like character start like a character dive into it because if you can okay, show yeah. that, like, it is real, you're just propagating, like, a freaking, you know, the like, theory of what's happening out there. When in actuality, human beings are human being human beings and, like, sometimes treating people fairly and not doing that. So, like, but I think that's point, my problem with it. I think the, the intention of this movie wasn't to, for everybody, go deep dive into all the ramifications of all the different subjects that they touched on right the the basic like intention of this movie was to be so shocking and so over the top that for the people like think about the people out there who have no idea drug epidemic is going on have no idea there's this like just general unhappiness across america because they're actually happy with their lives they don't have a drug problem or alcohol problem they're not really aware of what's going on this movie is the main like goal of it was to shock the shit out of those people and be like please pay attention to this and i think they did that okay well i guess my question and it's not really like i'm not saying i do disagree or agree with like what you said i mean do you think there is a large majority of americans who don't really know what's happening with like not even the drug there is not a large but i would say there is like a five to fifteen percent of you know 300 and some odd million people that yeah like they have no idea because think about it. They're normal. There's only the minority of America is you know quote unquote normal, which really should mean they're content with their lives and don't have the general like anxiety and fucking just happiness that all of America generally feels, right? So it's like for those people, and those are the people that are actually like in the best place to change this country and do something about it. So it's like for those people that need to be so shocked into seeing what's actually happening out there to so that they can do something that the filmmaking to expose it has to be just over the top as possible well then i think that speaks to another really bad part of our society that like it takes something horrifically shocking and bloody and violent to like wake people up that's that's really bad i mean like, there are a lot of problems but yeah that's it a has pretty to big be one. like such an extreme thing to like you know change like that you know it has to be something where like a cop gets run over by a semi like right it has to be something ridiculous that's another thing i think this movie did really well is that it not they kind of it goes across the spectrum of american society right like you have cops being affected by this you have lower paying people affected like this like a um um a hairdresser a uh gas station attendee like the, the gas station lady yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah you had just some dude at the gas station who got killed because he was like trying to trying help someone to help her. so you you show how these problems in our country affect the entire swath of society right a, an attorney a high-paid attorney even died because he was in the wrong he got fucked up yeah mm-hmm. so it's like i think he did a good job in what they wanted to do it's just like you don't think he went deep enough in exposing all the problems we have and yeah. i'm saying it like i think we didn't need to to get the, me- the intended message across yeah i think we're diving way deeper into like what the messages of this movie could be and like i think 
Not well, that's what's fun about film, right? Like, no, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think they fucking intended any of this. Like, I don't think they meant to do any of that stuff. They just were doing like. I think you might be underestimating them, dude. I don't know, man. Like, I, hey, talk, if they want to talk, like, I tried to. Sometimes reach out we to them, talk so. to these directors, and we're like, they go so deep into something we think is so simple, and we're like, oh my god, like we would have never thought of that. So like, who's to say that they didn't think of this, right? No, for sure. And but I mean, you don't even know these people. They won't even talk to us, so. Hey guys, I'm shouting them yeah. out. No, I, 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 I emailed like info at solstastudios.com and tried to like set up an interview and they never said anything back, which why would they? Um, Send it now since like yeah. this movie probably isn't getting great reviews. Yeah, I think it's like, well, that's it's the funny thing. Like, that's the funny thing. I, I just don't think like it's a necessary movie for people to see. It's, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't think they executed it well at all. And, you know, Russell Crowe is pretty dope. Yeah, I'm not seeing I'm not like, at all saying like it kind of is weird that like we found this movie and now like did the interview with P- Michael Papajohn mm-hmm. and like he's a super good dude. Um so it's weird that it's like he was in this movie that's not that great, but like I think for him he knows like that's going to happen every once in a while. Yeah, it's like a 48% in the a audience score 77, 77 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I I don't know. Like I mean for as a popcorny film, yeah, I you would, have to like, like You've admitted to me like multiple times though that like the last fifteen minutes or whatever were awful, god awful. That's, no, 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 no. So that's don't, the thing. I like, was about to say, don't get me wrong. I am not in all like advocating for anyone to go see this movie. I'm saying like if you if you are interested in this kind of stuff, like I think you'll be interested in this movie. But it's if you're interested in this kind of stuff, it's not a good portrayal of this. It's just I, yeah, like I that's think the it, best way to say it, right? Like I think it does what it intended to do, but not in a great way. Yeah, and so it's just it's hard because like the intention there are was parts good. that are very interesting. Like the scene where the guy like locks her out of the like gas station, mm-hmm. that was really good. Like I thought that was really well done, and that shock moment, like I thought that five ish minutes was done really well. But then there's scenes how they end the movie. And you're just like, whoa, okay, that was not done. Yeah, that so, was that was weird writing. I don't but, know. I I enjoyed some of it. I disliked a lot of it. And uh, do you have a rating? Yeah, we we talked. We, we said it in the theater. I know when it finished, as we were letting the other four people in the theater walk by us. Yeah, there was like five or six other people. No, it was four. Was it four? It's only four. I'm so my memory's like fucking man. I ain't four, doing shit today. Four in front of us. <laughs> Okay. What was your Jindo Max Head rating for Unhinged? It was a 3.0. Yes. And mine was a 2.0. Yes. For all the reasons I've listed above. I like that we have widely varying views of these movies. Right? Like, it's like, yeah. yeah it's it would not be interesting if it... Oh, get that dog word down. Let's go, doggo. Let's go, um, doggo. Yeah, I just think, like, having different opinions and... Yeah. Like, is dog word down? I don't know. Okay. But we saw Unhinged. It was interessante. Why? I was just thankful it wasn't a dumpster fire review. That I walked out very happy of that. Yes. Cause I, okay, we can talk about like how pumped we got when Papa John um, came Oh, yeah. We, uh, we do need to talk about that. We had basically like a star's goal celebration in this movie theater while so what Papa actually, John came out on. Spoilers from now on. Yeah, We're gonna spoilers talk here. Deep about the Michael Papa John moment. We've done spoilers. We have, but yeah. like this is like we're going to describe an entire like I see three minute scene. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So like Papa John busts. Hi. What's actually going on in the scene is um the kid is no 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 the brother of the main character has been tied up and Russell Crowe has doused him with gasoline and, and he's right, pissed himself and yes and the poor guy has pissed himself and um. Uh, Russell Russell Crowe's on the phone with his sisters, like, "Hey, give me the fucking kid! Like, I'm gonna, like, you better get the run. Yeah, bring me your, kill you. bring me your son, otherwise your brother's gonna get like lighted yeah, well, on fire." Exactly. And then, um, just as he like lights the match, you hear Papa John just dump da da da. Yeah, <laughs> in full cop. Yeah, he's like, "Put it down!" Shoots Russell Crowe twice. No, 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 no. You, you have to, you have to use, you have to show the. He like busts in. He's like. Put that, put it down, and Russell Crowe hides behind the dude tied to the chair, like as a yeah. meat shield. Pa- Mr. Papa John gets a whole 
He gets multiple lines, man. A whole yeah, like, scene mm-hmm. to himself, like no one else in the scene. Yeah. It was badass. But then like Russell Crowe lights the dude on fire and, and throws, pushes him through. Pushes him at Papa John. Papa John catches and on Papa fire. Papa John gets two off and shoots Russell Crowe in the shoulder. You know that's why he was in the movie because like he had to catch on fire there. He's a stuntman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's fine. We'll take it. Right? Papa John will take it. Uh. Because like I've had like, some a, good text messages. A real cop in that situation would be like fucking like save himself and then the kid would die. Not Papa John, man. Not Papa John. Papa John was making sure that that guy spoiler. And maybe not. Lives. All you cops out there who are like really good people who don't shoot people and you know who are running away don't, from you. Don't do that. Let's yeah. not get into it. Let's. Should we talk about that? That was wrong. No, let's fucking not, dude. Right. No, I don't have all facts. Yet. Obviously wrong, but um, <laughs> no, like, and then he shows up later and he's like, I just want you guys to know that you're. Your, your brother's alive. And Papa John in his thick Louisiana accent and had yeah, a dubbed was... over line. But yeah, it was super awesome seeing Papa John up on the big screen. I know he was super excited about it because he, um, he took his son, he put it up on Instagram, he took his son to go see the movie at a movie theater. So um, it was awesome and unhinged. If you want to check it out, check it out. It's in movie theaters right now. Or you could wait for better movies like New Mutants on tomorrow. Uh, and also Tenant next week. So we are super, super excited about this next week of shows, man. We got Tenant next week. We can finally review what is hopefully a masterpiece of cinema. We'll have our talk about Feels Good Man, a new and, documentary. And, and we're going to see New Mutants this weekend at some point, right? Yes. I mean, and a New Mutants probably. review next week. After we fucking finally get done with the movie. Oh yeah. God. It's, it's been wild. Yeah. But literally next week is huge, man. The Feels Goods Man, Tenet, The Boys. Uh, it all comes out next week or that's yeah. when our shit comes out? That's all next week. All that comes out next week. We're good. We got this. It's gonna be a lot. Yeah, yeah we got. No, we yeah, got. We it. got this. Fun, so dude. like, these hey, are some good episodes coming out. Some great reviews and some dude, great guests. Close week, bro. Oh, have fun, bro. Oh, but I do have the three day weekend, so that'd be nice. That's quite nice. Yes. Yeah. So, everybody, make sure to listen to next week's episode. We really appreciate uh, y'all listening to this right here. Uh, remember, we are over on YouTube at Furloughed Film Talks and on Instagram at Furloughed Film Talks. Follow us on Twitter at furloughed film talks as well and i think facebook is furloughed film so really appreciate you taking the time to listen here and come back next week adios amigos bye guys